Good morning. I am reading from 1 Samuel 3, verses 1 through 10. Now the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord under Eli. The word of the Lord was rare in those days. Visions were not widespread. At that time, Eli, whose eyesight had begun to grow dim so that he could not see, was lying down in the room. The lamp of God was, had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called, Samuel, Samuel. And he said, Here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call. Lie down again. So he went and lay down. The Lord called again, Samuel. Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call, my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. The Lord called Samuel again a third time, and he got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord was calling the boy. Therefore, Eli said to Samuel, Go lie down, and if he calls you, you shall say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Now the Lord came and stood there, calling as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. God bless the reading of his word. Will you pray with me? God, speak to me that I may speak in living echoes of your tone. Open our hearts this morning to listen for that voice calling in the night. I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, by now, you have figured out who I am, right? I, I, I'm, I'm going to have to thank Dennis. for. I don't think I have been on the cover of anything in my entire life, but here I am. I'm going to take this home and show it to my church and say, hey, this is what I got at Salt Lake City First Baptist Church. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. And it is true that a week ago, on Saturday at 2 o'clock, I graduated from the Doctor of Ministry program at American Baptist Seminary of the West. Oof, it was a, a long, a long struggle. But here I am this morning. I, I, people would ask me how it went, and I would say, well, the only thing I can think of is to say, through many dangers, toils, and snares, I have already come. But here I am. Here I am. So we've been celebrating this uh, week with our extended family uh, here in Salt Lake. And uh, I'm glad to be worshiping with you all in our second home. We, we feel like First Baptist Church Salt Lake City is our second home. And so we're glad to be here with you all this morning. Sixteen years ago, there was a young man who became a youth pastor at a small church uh, just south of Seattle. He had served in the Air Force and gone on to seminary. He had a wife and a young son, and he was passionate about ministry. He, he loved the young people that were in his care. 
But he came to that church at a time that was very difficult in our American Baptist life together. There were troubled times, and some of you know those times, right? There was anger and there was division. And this young man was invited to be part of a committee whose job it was to imagine, to envision a new kind of life together. One that would welcome a church like mine and a person like me. A whole new way of being together as a community. Now it turned out that there was a number of people in the church that that young man was serving who didn't want that to happen. And as a matter of fact, uh, they put together, they got together and they, they put together a little newsletter that they circulated through the community that had excerpts of things I had said taken out of context. So you know when people start claiming fake news? I know fake news. And not only that, uh, the point of these articles was that someone like me, a gay man, had no business being a pastor. Now when the time came for churches to decide what kind of fellowship they wanted to have, the church that this young man served decided not to join. And immediately, with a young family and no job prospects in sight, that young man resigned. You know who that young man was? Your pastor, Curtis Price. And you know, I didn't know him. I had never met him. All I knew is that when the call went out for a new kind of life together, for a new community of love and justice, that young man showed up. He showed up. You know, I, I know from time to time people look at me and they look at Curtis, if you know us well, and we're really different kinds of personalities. Amen? We're different people. And sometimes they will say to me, how did that ever happen? How did you become such great friends? And I'll say, I will tell you exactly how it happened. One day, a call went out for someone to work on and to vision a new kind of community that included me. And Curtis Price showed up. Showed up. Now, eventually, of course, I did meet Curtis, and I met Robin, and it didn't take very long before another congregation came calling, and it was near the church. I was serving University Baptist at the time. It was near the church where we were, and uh, there was one problem in taking this call, and that was that they needed child care. And as you know, child care is expensive. And so I went to the children's center, and I said... Um, my understanding is that the Children's Center will provide child care, free child care, for the pastor. And maybe you've noticed that I haven't had any children until now. And his name is Jack. That's how we met. 
all those years ago. Jack and then Virginia Grace came to the Children's Center and our lives were connected and continued to be woven together over all these years and extended to Mary and Katie and they're all part of our life. It all happened because that young man one day showed up. So there's one thing I want you to hear this morning and, and it's this. Never underestimate the power of showing up. And just so that I know you're listening and uh, that you're with me this morning, will you say it with me? Never underestimate the power of showing up. Now remember that over the time because I'm going to keep asking. Now how many of you last weekend saw the royal wedding? Anybody? Did you get up at three in the morning to see that? You stayed up all night. Well, that, if you're going to do it, that's what, to, well, that's what you should do. It really didn't matter because you couldn't turn on the TV without seeing it for hours and hours later. I did not stay up. But I did read the sermon by Bishop Curry. And one of the things that Bishop Curry said, if you were, if you were listening or reading, is this. Now, the power of love is demonstrated by the fact that we are all here. Two people, two young people fell in love, and we all showed up. And then I started thinking, imagine, imagine if the royal family decided not to show up, right? Imagine the, the powerful negative energy of that. I mean, here is Prince Harry marrying an American, a commoner, the daughter of an African-American mother, what if the royal family just said, well, we're not showing up? So Bishop Curry is right to have pointed out that we're all here. We all showed up because there's power in that. And you know what? The, the monarchy will never be the same because they showed up. Because, what? Never underestimate the power of showing up. Today, we remember, and thank you, Ray, for reading those words this morning. Today, we remember those who, when the military call came, what did they do? They showed up. And the story this morning from Samuel is about a young person learning what it means to show up. And those were dark days, too. Were you listening? It was a dark time. There was corruption in government. It didn't seem like there was any word from God. There was no new visions. And this young person was hearing this call in the night. He doesn't exactly know who it is. He thinks it's Eli. He's confused. The word of God was unfamiliar, the story says to him. But you know what he did? He kept showing up. Here I am, Lord. Okay, it's not Eli, but here I am. I don't know who it is over here, but here I am, Lord. He just kept showing up. And here's one of the reasons why I think we don't show up sometimes. We don't know who's calling us. We don't know who's calling us or what's calling us or why we are where we are. I was reading an article by Kimberly Noel Zeller 
you know, one of the great things about being done with my doctoral program is I can actually read other things. And so I found this article by Kimberly Noel Zeller about being caught in a funeral procession she didn't know about for a police officer she didn't know. So there she is, stuck in her car with a fussy three-year-old trying to figure out what to do. And finally she realizes the only thing to do is to turn off the engine and watch the procession go by. And as she does, she realizes that there's all these people, not all of them could possibly know each other, but there's all these people who keep showing up to do one thing, just to share each other's grief. And then she says, I realized, unintentionally, I had showed up. She says, it wasn't our intention to be at a standstill, surrounded by this procession, but that's where we found ourselves. And as we waited and watched, I couldn't help but think of the power of being present to one another, being present in community, even a community we may not know. Underneath all the labels and naming, people are people, she says. People with lives and loves and jobs to do, people with hopes and dreams, people with families, people who look out for their neighbor. As the procession passed, she says, I prayed. I prayed prayers that our lives do make a difference, that we remember the power in showing up over and over again. Sometimes, like Samuel, we don't know who or what it is that's calling us. Sometimes we end up in circumstances we didn't intend. And Eli's advice to Samuel is to show up anyway. Because why? Never underestimate the power of showing up. Now, sometimes I don't show up because I'm afraid I won't know what to do when I get there. Do you know what I mean? You have someone in your life who's sick or is their life is broken somehow or occasionally I'll get phone calls asking, you know, Pastor Phillips, would you come march in this, this parade or this protest? And sometimes I don't show up. You know why? I don't know what to do. I'm afraid I'll get there and not know what to do. Sometimes I think we don't show up just because we don't know what to do. I'm wearing this robe this morning, not to, uh, to say something about the accomplishment. I'm wearing the robe this morning because it was a gift. Some of you may have heard or known of Walt and Marilyn Pulliam, who were longtime powerful people in our life together as American Baptists. They were mentors to me. They showed up for me. They taught me what it was to show up. And when Walt died, Marilyn gave me Walt's pul- pulpit robe. This is Walt's robe. And when she gave it to me, she sa- I said, Marilyn, that's a wonderful gift, but I can't wear it until I earn these doctoral chevrons. And Marilyn, bless Marilyn's heart, Marilyn said, I better not be dead before I see you in this robe. So I worked, and I worked, 
And there were struggles and there was cancer and there were all kinds of transitions in our life together. And I was sitting at my desk working on the last chapter and Marilyn's son called and said, Tim, I don't think Marilyn's going to live through the night. I didn't know what to do. The only thing I could do was to grab this robe and Patrick and I drove as fast as we could to Overlake Hospital so we could sit by her bed and I said, Marilyn, I don't know if you can hear me, but I have the robe and I promise I'm going to do it. I'll do it. See, I didn't, I didn't know what to do. I hadn't done what I said I would do, but there was one thing I could do, and that was to what? I could show up. Friends, beloved ones, please, please do not let not knowing what to do keep you from showing up. There's all kinds of people who need you to show up whether you know what to do or not. There are sick people and broken people and people who are being attacked for just being who they are, show up. Please show up. Now, one of the other things I've been able to read since the completion of my doctoral program is a book by Wynne Collier about what it takes to be church. And I love this little book because it's not, you know, 10 strategies to make your church the biggest church in Salt Lake City. I get tired of those things and they never seem to work for me anyway. But this is a more, a more important book because it's about what it takes for church to be church. And one of the models that Wynne Collier uses is a group of six people who meet almost every weekday for breakfast. Just six people meeting for breakfast. And this is what he says. For 32 years now, that cadre of friends has shared coffee, their news, and celebrated retirements, graduations, and grandkids. They've stood beside one another at funerals and during sickness and divorce. They've showed up morning after morning through the tedious rigors of all of our lives. They don't harangue each other into participating and they don't try too hard to define what it is they've got. And they don't always get along either. I know because I've overheard some of their heated exchanges during election season. Still, they just keep showing up for one another as much as they're able Beloved ones, you may not always know who or what it is that's calling you. You may find yourself in a situation you did not intend, but show up anyway because what? Never underestimate the power of showing up. When you get there, you may not know what to do, but that's okay. Show up anyway because... Never underestimate the power of showing up when it's 11 o'clock on a Sunday morning. And there's all kinds of other things that you could be doing. 
show up anyway. Because never underestimate the power of showing up. See, all of you may not know each other. But you have made one of the biggest decisions you could make today. You showed up. Thank God for that. You you showed up. You showed up for one another. You may not all know each other. That doesn't matter. You did this big thing today. You showed up. And all I know is that 16 years ago, a young man I did not know, when the call went out, for a different way of being together, that young man showed up and included me. And my life has never been the same. Because never underestimate the power of showing up. And so today, if you hear that voice calling in the night, do not harden your hearts. Show up.